see you. Matthew 12, 37 says this. The words you say will either acquit you or condemn you. Your words you say will either acquit you or condemn you. John 15, 3 says this. Already you are clean because of the word, and I have spoken to you. Romans 10, 8 says, but what does it say? The word is near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart, you. Luke 21, 15 says, For I will give you the words along with the wisdom that none of your adversities will be able to withstand you. You. John 17, 8 says, For I have given them the words that you gave me, and they will receive them and have come to know in truth that I come from you, and they have to believe. James 1, 22 says, Do not merely listen to the words, and so deceive yourself. You must also, you must also do what the word says. Boy, you is very important to us this morning. Jeremiah 31, 3 says, The Lord appeared to them from a distance. I have loved you with a love that lasts forever. Say that with me. I have loved you with a love that lasts forever. And so with unfailing love, I have drawn you to myself. I could go on and on and on and on, and we could be here all day with me finding that word, you, and I could go on and on and on, and I could flip that a little bit too. You reap what you sow. <laughs> if you are not found in the Lamb's book of life, you will be thrown into the lake of fire for eternity. I could flip that a little bit too, and, and, and you will be thrown into the lake of fire. You are God's own masterpiece. Well, thank you, Miss Vicky, for allowing me to borrow a great video that she learned how to do all on her own. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for that. Let that sink in for just a minute. That means that you're an original. You are an original. No matter what your moms and dads have said about you, no matter what other people have labeled you, you are an original. There's none like you. You are extremely special to Jesus this morning. You are God's own masterpiece. That means you're not original or average. You are, you are just a one of a kind. Somebody said one time to me, I'm so glad there's not two Mark Grimes. <laughs> I think it was my wife. You know, when God created you, Miss Allie, he went to great lengths to make you exactly the way he wanted to make you. Some of you have blue eyes, some of you have green eyes, some of you have brown eyes, some of you have hazel eyes, some of you have black hair, some of you have blonde hair, some of you have dyed your hair so many times you don't know what color it used to be. <laughs> You're not to be like anybody else. You're not to look like anybody else. You're to be you. And you're God's own masterpiece. That's something that feels good, don't it? 
feels good to hear that. It feels good to hear that, especially in the church that you love, serving the God that you love, that you are not meant to be like anyone else. God designed you the way that he wanted to design you, and he designed you for a purpose. Everything about you is unique, and everything about you matters. You may feel like your life looks ordinary today, but when you understand your value, not only who you are, but also who you are in Christ, you'll find a greater love for yourself. Can I share something with you about you? You can never love anybody else till you begin to love you. Come on, somebody. You can never love Christ until you are ready to die to yourself and let him take complete control over your life. Realizing that you belong to him makes you extremely valuable. People might write you off. People might say things to you. People might, might, might come against you. But you are valuable. I know in my spirit someone said, Brother Mark, I need to hear that today. I've been fighting all week this battle that I'm worthless, that I'm no good. I don't even know why I'm here. I just come to stop by today to tell you that you're extremely valuable and that you're beautifully and wonderfully made. And God went to great lengths to make you. And that kind of love is a special kind of love that can only come from knowing God. You know, I can say to you today, we all need to realize who we belong to and why we're here. And, and instead of every morning getting out of bed saying, what can I have today? Ask him, how can he use you? Come on, somebody. What can I get? What can I have? I wonder what's in store for me. It's all about me. It's all about me. You know, Brother, Brother Donnie hit it on the head. It's not about us. But he is so good, he still makes it about us. He put in his word that, that he loves us and we were the only person in this world that he would have died for us. I love that. That isolates me and you. Even though we're married, even though we have children, even though we have families, even though we have friends, even though we have uh, 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 people outside of our family and friends, when you take this thing as a whole today, it's, it's about you, really. It's about you and your relationship with Christ. Have you made a decision to follow him? Have you gave him your whole heart? Are you just in it for, 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 for reasons that have nothing to do with salvation? Are you just in it for a popularity contest? I, I told the youth one time, I said, why are you even coming when you're still out there lying, when you're still out there drinking, when you're still out there, uh, man, I almost said a bad word, church. I'll try not to do that today. Why are you even coming? Well, I come, Pastor Mark, because it makes me feel good. Well, God is more than a feeling, my friend. God requires a lot out of you. He wants to enter into a relationship with all of you. A lot of people today can't find their true value because they don't feel that good about themselves. I had a guy quit the men's program the other day and decided to go back to drinking and drugging and lying and pornography. And he had pulled the wool over my eyes and 
Man, he, he was signed up for the ministry. He was signed up to do great things for God. He was bilingual. He could speak Spanish and English. So fluential. Man, with God, his, his possibilities were limited. Come on, somebody. Your possibilities are limited, not limited with God. Amen. So he had all these opportunities with God, but he chose to go the other way. I couldn't understand it, and I still don't understand it this morning. How can someone who God sets free, and in free indeed he sets you, the Bible says. When God sets you free, you always want to go and chain yourself back up to that. I'm not trying to chain myself up to who I used to be. I want to be the guy that God has created me to be. And you ought to strive to be who God created you to be, not who you became before Christ. I don't know if any of that makes any sense to you, but it's making sense to me, and maybe I'm preaching to me this morning, so hey. When God created you, he went to great lengths to make you. You're valuable. You're extremely valuable. I read a story one time about a man who lived in a little tiny apartment, and he didn't have a lot of money, and, 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 and he never could get a break. And it seemed like every time he tried, he would have obstacles in front of him, and, and so finally he just got tired of trying and just settled for nothing and at even one point in his life he was homeless and and he, and he was okay with sleeping on the street and he was okay with with living from cardboard box to cardboard box to cardboard box he finally got to a spot in his life where he had gotten able to draw social security so he got social security and 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 that was able to get him a little tiny apartment and in his little tiny apartment is where the man died all by himself he was extremely valuable though and didn't even know it hanging inside of his apartment after he passed away and his family did the funeral they went back to hit, pack up his belongings and there was really nothing in the apartment that that really mattered to much there wasn't a whole bunch in there of extreme value but there was one little small painting that the guy had apparently found or dug out of the trash somewhere and hung it on his wall and, and one of the aunts took the painting and said, well, I'll just keep it. It was Uncle Rudy's painting, and I'll just keep it and hang on to it. Well, she kept that painting, and she brought it home, and she looked at it several weeks, and she said, I wonder if this thing has any significance. Well, she looked it up, and then she took it to an art gallery. It was painted by a famous artist named Picasso. Anybody ever heard of him? It was one of Picasso's first paintings. She took it, and the guy said, hey, it's extremely valuable. She said, well, how valuable is it? He said, I, you really can't put a price on its value, but if you want to sell it, my recommendation is that you take it to auction. So she took this small Picasso painting to auction, and it was worth $10.8 million. $10.8 million. See, the little man in the little apartment was extremely valuable and extremely rich, but he didn't know what he had. There's a lot of people sitting in this church this morning that don't know what they got, but they're extremely valuable. Does anybody hear me today? They're extremely valuable, and your worth is not found in your worth. It's found in your maker. I'm handpicked by God. You are handpicked by God. You are a person of extreme value, of extreme significance. You are God's special treasure. 
selected by Him and for Him. You are created in the image of Almighty God. If someone were to ask you what Jesus looks like, just look to your left. And then look to your right. You're created in the image of the Father. Don't allow those negative thoughts to play into your memory box anymore. Instead, every morning when you get out of bed, remind yourself of how important that you are. You can usually, I'm going to speak English for a minute, this might hurt some people's feelings. You can find people who beat themselves up quite a bit just by the look on their face. Stop beating yourself up. You're extremely valuable. You're beautiful. You're unique. You have a gift that no one else has. Maybe I can't play the guitar. Maybe I can't play the drums. Maybe I can't spell that good. But I know what I, my, my value is found in loving people. When I spoke with Chris this week about, about the man who had left the program and how my heart was heavy for him and how I reached out to him and that the man said that he was going to be okay. He was moving to Colorado. I said, Chris, well, maybe he'll find his spot in Colorado. He said he's only moving to Colorado because pot's legal. I said, my goodness, man, I must be the dumbest person on the planet. How can you have such a close relationship with God one minute and not have it the next? I don't understand that. I never understand it because he's extremely valuable. And I just want to go and slap him and say, wake up, dude. And there's some that walk around and you just tell that they're defeated and, they're, and, 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 and they, they're miserable. They're not happy. Life has somehow just whooped them down. And I don't want to slap those people. I want to lift them up and I want to look them out of the eye. And I want to tell them that God loves you. Just like that hand that the artist picked, that's what God does to us. I love that song that Christian Maine had wrote here a while back that since you found me, man, that's what God, he found me. I wasn't looking for him, but he was looking for me. <laughs> and I love that because I thought I was great. I thought I was perfect. I thought, man, before, before Caney Creek Cowboy Church and for all you people who think that we, we're, we're here for the money or we're here for the show, we're here for this and we're here for that, you're out of your mind. That was my previous life. That was my previous life. In my previous life, I was driven by money. And I was very successful at what I did. But I walked away from success, from a $150,000 a year paying job to come to a church that had 30 people and $16 in the bank. I walked out and said, I quit. They said, what are you going to do? I said, well, God said he'd never leave me nor forsake me. And this is my purpose. This is my place. This is where he put me. And I'm sure that we'll figure it out. <laughs> and there have been weeks where we had to do without. But he never left me out. He never put me out in the cold. He never abandoned me. Just about the time we didn't have anything, he'd show up with everything. You know, God is so great. He can do anything he wants to, anytime he wants to. At a time in my life, I was going through a real difficult time, and, and, I, and, I, and I began to pray, and I began to ask God, where is my next meal coming from? Where is my lights coming from? 
where's my truck note coming from? They done took one. The repo man backed up. Hey, man, he lucky he got it. If I wasn't saved, he wouldn't have got it. I'm telling y'all, before Christ, I... <laughs> but after Christ, the repo man showed up, backed up, and I was like, God, you brought me here, and now I'm losing everything. I've lost my brick home, I've lost my trucks, I've lost my trailers, I've lost my, my income, and now you're taking this, and you're taking it this, and taking this, and God said, well, if I can get this from you, I can replace it with that, and you'll be so much more better. This is a great big sermon wrapped up into something. Just wait. At a time when things were being taken and I didn't understand, we had a couple of dogs that we had adopted. They were two Doberman Pinchers, a male Doberman Pinscher and a female Doberman Pinscher. We had adopted these dogs on our property in the area that we were living in weren't safe, so we adopted these dogs, and, 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 and they run our seven-acre property and things. And, 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 and so these dogs were fixed. Say fixed. They were fixed. They were fixed. They had little microchips in them and all kinds of things, and they were fixed. When I didn't know where my next meal was coming from and when they were taking this and taking that and things were happening, one day Mary said, looks like this dog's getting a little bigger. I said, stop feeding her so much and start feeding me. <laughs> All of a sudden, one day we came into the kitchen and that Doberman pension was laid over on her side and she was throwing out puppies. I said, but they're fixed. And Dalton said, well, God must have unfixed her. God can do that. Somebody ought to believe that way this morning, that God can do that. And for me, he did that. He unfixed that Doberman. In your human mind, you may not can process that, but in my mind of great faith, I know that he will do that. God is a God of, of great, great supernatural power. He can do whatever he wants, whenever he wants. And we had these two Dobermen, and all of a sudden she's laid over, and, 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 and she's spitting out puppies. And, and my mind is going, cha-ching, cha-ching, spit out another one, cha-ching, cha-ching, spit out another one, cha-ching. And you know what? At about four or five weeks, these puppies looked like they were 10 weeks old. They were like supernatural puppies. And they were pooping all over the place. And just about the time, Brother Carl, where I didn't know how we was going to keep on keeping on, somebody come along and say, I want to buy that puppy. What do you take for that puppy? I said, what do you give me for that puppy? Will you take 500 for that puppy? Yeah, I'll take 500 for that puppy. Another guy come along and say, hey, what do you want for that puppy? Will you take 300 for that puppy? Yeah, I'll take 300 for that puppy. Another guy come along and say, what do you want for that puppy? Will you take $1,000 for that puppy? Yeah, I'll take $1,000 for that puppy. Watch this. We sold all them puppies, and God kept providing for us through those puppies when nothing else was working for us. God just kept providing. And we got down to the last puppy, the little runt that nobody wanted. It's funny how sometimes we feel like the little runt that nobody wants. And you know that little runt saved my life? It did. That little runt saved my life. Me and Brother Vic was at my house over in Hardin, Texas. We were working on the air conditioning. It had gotten dark. It was late outside. Brother Vic had one of them little spotlights that he wears on his head. He looked like a coal miner. I didn't have a little spotlight for my head. 
And, I, and we were walking around out there, and that dog was just carrying on. That little puppy was just carrying on and carrying on. And, 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 and I was like, what is he carrying on? And I was walking down the sidewalk, and there was a big copperhead laying there in the middle of the sidewalk. And Brother Vic shined his light on that copperhead. Said, Look out, man, there's a copperhead right there. And God had used that little puppy to save my life that day. I would have never seen it if it wasn't for God sending that little runt to save my life. Vic, am I telling the truth? That little runt saved my life. God used them puppies to provide for my needs. God cares so much about you. I'm done. Listen to me. I'm done. God cares so much about you. And, and, and remember, you are God's special treasure, selected by Him and for Him. You are created in the image of Almighty God. So when the devils come up against you, say, look at here, look at here, what I look like today. He made you exactly the way He intended you to be. He equipped you with everything you need today. You have the strength to stand strong in the midst of a difficult situation and the wisdom it takes to make a good decision. Understanding exactly who you are and how you fit into God's plan creates such great purpose for you. It also does another thing, Miss Tina. It puts confidence in us. With God, you can have confidence where you can hold your head up high waiting and expecting God to bless you because you are his. Even though I don't know what tomorrow holds, I don't know what we're going to do from time to time with this or how we're going to get to that point, I just hold my hand up high and praise his holy name because he's still the God on the throne today. Come on, somebody. You are a purpose. You are a person of great destiny. Every head bowed and every eye closed. You have an assignment. You're full of God's gifts and talents. I want to encourage you today through love to make Jesus Christ Lord of your life. You have a rich treasure inside of you that other people need. Like Brother Neil leaving out of here, I believe it's because other people need that gift that God has for him. Me coming here is because I believe that God had to use me and the gifts that I had to reach other people. It's not God's will that anyone should perish and die and go to hell. My best friend put a picture of one of these oil companies, one of these, I don't know, I guess it's a natural gas plant. There's one on... There's one on 3083 going back towards Conroe. I pass it every day. How many see that, that natural gas plant with that great big flame shooting out of the top of it when you drive back and forth from Conroe every day? That big old flame. Man, Justin said, man, at night, it's so big right now. He said, Daddy, it just covers. You can see it from the railroad tracks. It's just so big. And I, and I started thinking about that for just uh, when Adrian put a picture of that on his Facebook this morning, I said, man, is that not a glimpse of hell? That's an unquenchable fire that Jesus talks about in Revelations where he says, you'll be thrown into the lake of fire if your name is not recorded in the book. Let me ask you this morning, you, not your mama, not your daddy, not your wife, not your husband, not your children, but you, 
Have you ever prayed and asked Jesus into your heart? If not, would you do that with me right now? You have more in you than you realize today. And you can accomplish more with Jesus than you ever thought was possible. So I dare you right now to be bold and believe that you are a person of great destiny. I want you to understand how important you are and that God made a way for you to be here this morning. Somebody believe that with me today, that God made a way for you to be here this morning. There were blocks, there were roadblocks, there were obstacles coming, but God moved everything out of the way just for you this morning. If you're here and you've never prayed and asked Jesus into your heart, pray with me right now. Just say, Lord, I know that I'm a sinner. Come into my life and save me. Today I make you my Lord and Savior. I'm going to live for you from this day forward, Lord. Please forgive me of my sins. I want to serve you with my whole heart today. Pray that with me today. I want to serve you, God, with my whole heart today. Have your way with me, Lord. I am yours, and you are mine. And the altar's open for just one minute. Neil, would you play something? If, if you need to come to the altar and make things right with God in any area of your life, come right now. It's not about who's sitting next to you, what other people think. Come right now. It's between you and God. No matter where you are in life, you have the potential to increase by coming today. Thank you for coming. Get up if you want to get up. Everybody stand this morning. Everybody stand with me. Keep your eyes closed and your heads down. Stand with me today. I just believe that somebody's coming this morning. No matter where you are in life today, God created you for His purpose. Come right now. Maybe you've been struggling in some area of your life. The altar's wide open for you. being here today I pray you got something out of this message God, we 
close this service now. We just thank you. Thank you that you were here. And Father, that we have the opportunity to meet you on any road that we're on. And Father, thank you so much for paving a way for all of us. Lord, we love you and thank you so much for every person in this church. In Jesus' mighty, powerful name, amen. Somebody give God a praise, amen. You'll be seated for one minute. Amen. Praise God. Touch somebody and say, God loves you. That didn't look sincere. Do it again. I didn't see the first time. I just make sure. If you're looking for a good church home, fill out one of them green sheets. We sure love to have you. Maybe we do it different than other churches, but that's okay. The way we do it seems to work for us. And we're, we're proud to have a, a little church here called Caney Creek Cowboy Church. And school's going to be starting back in a couple of weeks, and it's going to bring a lot of families in. So, man, pray for that. And we pray for all the things we have coming today. Carl, would you come close us out in prayer? I want to ask you to come back tonight. We were going to do movie night, Son of God, tonight. So if you've never seen the movie, Son of God, get you something to drink, get you some popcorn, and, and it's going to be a good time. It's going to start at 6. It's about an hour and a half long. So come, and, and uh, we'd love to have everyone tonight for Son of God. Amen? And remember, Vacation Bible School meeting is at 5 o'clock today. So if you're helping in any area of Vacation Bible School, be here at 5 o'clock. God bless y'all. Amen? Give God a praise. Amen? Amen.